How we went us, we look forward to hearing the word from you in just a moment or two. Uh, a couple of things for us to pray about uh, over this next week. Um, usually, you would see him at Christmas concerts seated right here, this close to the conductor, a primary role, otherwise known as first chair, in the orchestra pit that arrives for the Christmas concert. His name is Antonio Foreman. This past week, um, as he was doing his job, after that uh, particular job was finished, got mugged, and has had several surgeries now, is doing okay. Antonio Foreman. We keep him in our prayers. If you wish to contribute to uh, his uh, hospital bill, this is a young man who did not have medical insurance, um, you, you could do a GoFundMe. Uh, Antonio Foreman, uh, look it up, there you go. We keep him in our prayers. We keep seven sailors and all of their families and all of their shipmates and all of what it means to be a part of that particular horror on uh, a particular vessel that gets slammed into and uh, seven soldiers uh, lose their lives. So we remember that matrix of uh, military family. This next week, 640 high school students will be on campus. They will literally crawl all over campus. Think of them this way. This is low-hanging fruit. They need to be students here. This is the Western States Youth Gathering. Uh, young people from Lutheran parishes all across the Western United States will be on our property for uh, a number of days. Uh, there will be uh, mass gatherings in the Gilbert. There will be an immersion day uh, down in Los Angeles. There will be an opportunity for them to head to the beach, uh, which will be especially appreciated from our friends that are coming from Minnesota who have no idea what beach world is like. And um, we know they're from Minnesota the next morning after beach day. It's just so very clear. As much as you tell them sunscreen is your friend, they ignore you. Blocked off? Oh. Uh, oh. Well, here's one thing that's happening. Uh, this is the time of the year where the university and our facilities world slurry seals the number of streets that are closed off and it pushes parking in different directions. Is that helpful? No. Oh, yeah. I saw a big parade of people. Anybody else know who's on campus today? Uh, no, we have no idea. We're not helpful. Sorry, Jerry. Okay. Balcony friends, you're doing okay? Good. Thank you. Let's stand as uh, together we engage in an invocation and then our opening Sustaining spirit, be present in this our time of worship. Rekindle in our hearts the fires we have left smolder. Awaken us to the joys we have forgotten. 
revive us. Amen. We sing three times, O Lord, hear my prayers. God of creation, you formed us from the dust of chaos. In the barren deserts of a primitive earth, you anchored roots, strong and robust. We were destined for greatness, but our branches grew in different directions. We turned from you. We were broken. You, Lord, will never turn from us. In our brokenness, you find beauty. There, you show us our need for your grace. You revive us when we are dying and take those stagnant, decaying parts of our lives and restore them to what you created them to be, fruitful and good. Fountain of life, without whom nothing is, restore us. Grace and peace be unto you from God our Father, from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. I first of all want to say thank you uh, to Pastor Scott for setting up our summer chapel uh, around the 23rd Psalm and uh, insisting that we take just one petition at a time. Um, it is, uh, after all, the most popular psalm of all time. And uh, as we look at it today, uh, we're going to look at the uh, petition about the shepherd restores my soul. The Good Shepherd is the first piece that needs to be accented. In almost every one of the petitions, it's tied back to how the Shepherd is taking care of us. The Good Shepherd surrounds us every day. The Shepherd finds ways to feed us, to lead us, to find us when we go astray. The Shepherd has the authority to keep us, the heart to care for us. So a welcome to the flock and the care of the Good Shepherd. You have come to the right place today. So the Good Shepherd gathers us and leads us, and leads us into the resources of life. Green pastures where we can be fed, and still waters where we can be refreshed. Now as we look at this one today, I think um, we probably could say a lot more about the Shepherd but I think we need to get into a couple of the things that are uh, going to specifically impact us, and that is, what do we mean by soul? And what is the process, the means by which the Good Shepherd is able to bring this restoration to us? If you were to go into uh, Pastor Scott's library, the biggest book you would find there is called The Concordance. It's about this big and about this wide. And it's the most important resource that we as pastors have because it tells us where to find Bible verses. If you were to look up the word soul, you would find that there are probably around 230 references throughout the scripture to the word soul. I only looked up about 30 of them to try to get a feel for what I should say about it today. But from Genesis to Revelations, um, that word soul is used and almost used interchangeably with the word spirit. Soul means basically the vitality of our life, our inner spirit, 
our inner core, life's most essential qualities. It is God-given and spirit-fed and spirit-led. Now, whenever I'm looking at a Bible verse, I also find it interesting to look at different translations of the scriptures and see, well, how is it said in different places? You're going to notice in our bulletin today that we're going to be looking at the 23rd Psalm in a very unique way through the eyes of a Navajo. There are others who have also talked about this. In the, in the translation called The Voice, it says, The shepherd makes me whole. Talking about wholeness. If you look up Eugene Peterson's use of the message, he says, you let me catch my breath. And today I think it says in the bulletin, for nourishment and peace that my soul needs, that's what the shepherd provides us. So the shepherd uses green pastures, and the shepherd uses still waters to bring this restoration to our inner person. Now, originally, I had signed up for last week because it had the reference of still waters. And frankly, I've been searching for still waters for about 40 years in the ministry. Um, when I did a doctoral piece from Pacific Lutheran Theological Seminary 35 years ago, I decided to uh, focus on this whole business of uh, where it is that we find these still waters and the resting places. I wrote a 160-page uh, document. Unfortunately, it peaked in the, in the introduction. <laughs> Actually, in the title. <laughs> I called it Watering Holes and Resting Places in, church, in Search for Sabbath Time. That is, where are the watering holes? And where are the resting places that we find that give rest to our souls? We went out at that time, I was working as an assistant to Dr. Gaylord Faldi, who was the bishop. He had been bishop 33 years. And I said to him, you know, I'm a little concerned about how it is that we pastors and the shepherds of this flock, uh, how it is that we are being renewed in our faith. I said, why don't we go out and talk with all the pastors and ask them, where are you getting it? Where are you getting fed? One of the most honest answers we got was from one pastor who said, I haven't had any quiet time or resting places in 10 years. I thought, well, you know, that's probably a summary for a lot of us as we try to keep up with the pace of life of this time. So what resources does the Good Shepherd of the Holy Spirit use to restore, refresh, and renew our inner lives? I'm going to share three quick ones with you because, as you notice, the bulletin said meditation. It's not a sermon. Then you get 20 minutes. We get about, keep it less than 10, I think. Number one, <clears throat> One of my daily uh, resting holes and watering places, frankly, is my morning uh, alone time. Uh, sometimes I put on some very quiet music, but mostly I make sure that nothing else is going around, going on anywhere. It's quiet time. You can ask Mary. One of the ways I've learned how to use that quiet time and devotional time, uh, actually I picked up from my Catholic mentors. They have a thing called the Lexio Divino, the Divine Readings, and uh, they suggested a four-step which you might use. You can use it like with the 23rd Psalm, go home and, and take these steps. You can even use it with uh, your favorite hymns, taking one verse at a time. First, they suggest you read the text. After you've got everything quiet, 
All the noise is, is cut out, and nothing's going to disturb you. Just read the text, like the 23rd Psalm. Of course, if you want to memorize the 23rd Psalm in five words, the Lord is my shepherd forever. Got that. 23rd, take each petition and just read it. Secondly, they say, go back now and pray it. Go back, and how do you pray the 23rd Psalm? Well, you could, you could do it in different ways. Thank you, Lord, for being my shepherd. Um, thank you for making me lie down and rest and stop from time to time. Thank you for the ways in which you refresh me. Thank you for restoring my faith. Thank you for even getting me through dead-end streets. Anyway, go down through each of those verses and you can find another way by which you can say it, which helps you to hear it as you pray it. Thirdly, they say after you've read it, after you've prayed it, then reflect on it. Be quiet. See what the Spirit may whisper to you in and through these beautiful words that you're reading. Just listen. This is something, especially for those of us who are Protestants, need a lot of help uh, for quiet time. How to cut out all the things that want to interfere and get inside our heads and say, no, now for the next three minutes, it's going to be quiet time. And we'll see what the Spirit may say or whisper in my ear. The fourth step they suggest is that have a journal handy. And after you finish the first three steps, and if there were some things that while you were being quiet that came to your mind, write it down. It may be a word, it may be a phrase, but something that helps you to hang on to that insight. So uh, one of the ways by which we are able to be restored is through that quiet time in the morning. A second place that we uh, go to for restoration is why we're here today. We gather together for worship and for prayer and for praise. Now, I don't know about you, but uh, I, need, I need a lot more than one time a week for worship. Sunday's great, and uh, we, we need that desperately. But I think we also, those of us who come here, whether the food truck is here or not, <coughs> we come because uh, we also know that we need this, what I call the midweek trip to the well. You can't go a whole week. I need, to, I need to, another time when I come together with the flock, when I see you, when I hear you also uh, uh, share the confession, and when I hear you sing, and when we pass the peace together. These are all part of what it, how it is that the shepherd restores and refreshes us. I want to also say another word of thanks to Scott for the ways in which he works with such creative ways in putting together prayers. So we've got the word that we hear, so primary source of inspiration. But we have also prayers, we have our being together, and we have, thank God, music. And music would be the third piece that I would hold up that I have to say is a great source of refreshment and restoration of my spirit. Thank you, Eric, again for this morning. I like it. We also seem to have the discipline here that once the, once the, the prelude starts and at the end when the postlude is going on, we actually sit down, some of us, and listen. It's a great time to kind of put, use that music as bookends. I've once said I think I learned probably as much theology from music 
than I have over the years from all the courses I've taken. I had the, the great privilege of singing in the St. Olaf Choir and uh, to doing that an hour and a half of practice every day, five days a week, and, all, and the beautiful discipline of singing some of the greatest music of all. Uh, it has been a great source of strength for me. Martin Luther identified music. He said, next to the word itself, there is nothing that can strengthen us more than the word of God in music form. In closing today, I'd like to uh, perhaps use the words of one of my favorite hymns. As I mentioned it to Mary, uh, we were talking yesterday is, well, we won't go into that, but she was planning her funeral service. And uh, so we were looking back through all of the treasures that she's accumulated over the years. And uh, she asked me again, she said, Are you, do you want to use that song, The King of Love My Shepherd Is? And I said, oh, yeah, I should use that one. That was the first one I ever sang as a, as a solo when I was about 14 or 15 years old in our church. The king of love my shepherd is, whose goodness never faileth. I nothing lack if I am his, and he is mine forever. Where streams of living water flow, my ransomed soul he leadeth. And where the verdant pastures grow, with food celestial feeds me. And so through all the length of days, thy goodness faileth never. Good shepherd, may I sing thy praise within thy house forever. I would ask you as you take just a moment now for a little reflection. Ask yourself, uh, where are the watering holes and the resting places in your own faith journey? Think about that. And as we leave the day, Take a little time maybe to share with one another uh, what those precious resources are as we continue to give each other strength. Amen. As we continue in our summer theme of Psalm 23. Each week we explore a different translation of the psalm. This week is not a translation, it's a variation uh, written by Cindy Taylor of Albuquerque, New Mexico. She published this um, variation on Psalm 23 in the academic journal of the Quaker Theological Society. Like a Navajo woman tending her flocks, wisely trimming and weaving beauty with their bulk. So does El Shaddai make use of me. With you as my shepherd and friend, I am never truly lacking. Into meadows of soft grass do you lead me. By the waters of soft repose do you bring me. For the nourishment and the peace that my soul needs. Along right paths will you guide me. Away from evil and confusion will you point me. Even if I must walk through gloomy valleys, even while cold darkness surrounds me, you will not let me be devoured by fear. Beside me, your love upholds me. Inside me, your wisdom directs me. Above me, your warmth sustains me. And below me, your firmness insists of me that even if I am called to sit with those who would harm me, 
I will be protected by your anointing oil, filled to the brim with your mercy. With steadfastness you have chosen me, with tender love you have healed me. With determination that follows me like a shadow have you pursued me. Upon your goodness and closeness, surely I can rely forever. 